720 WGN. Hi there, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We're in for Patty Vasquez tonight. Hello. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Yeah, it is almost Thanksgiving. It is the last hour of Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, Thanksgiving Eve, a lot of traditions happen. A lot of high school buddies get together at bars. Yeah. Well, can I like bring it down for a notch here for a second? And that is this. Like they call it Blackout Wednesday because people, you go back to your hometown and you reunite with your high school friends and you get extremely drunk. If you have them. If you have them. (laughs) I have none. Right. Unless you were us in high school, then no. Um, And so, like, um, alcohol related fatalities and DUIs go way up and stay up until after the new year. So, everybody. It's actually quite a long time. Be cool. Don't do that. Just don't drive. Just don't drive. Like, go drink all you want. Like, go wild. Do whatever you want. But, like, just make a plan. Yeah, have a plan. Is all I'm asking you. Um, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm a designated driver. You could call me, but I don't want everyone to call me from, like, Glendale Heights or whatever and be like, hey, I'm at my hand. <laughs> when it's cold and clear in Chicago, 38 states, Canada and Mexico, lady. You don't want that many people calling you. That's true. <laughs> Although, that'd be awesome. That would be crazy. <laughs> Jen Buzzworth's Hotline. car service. <laughs> Jen Bosworth taxi. Yeah. So that's a thing. Well, yeah. Be careful, everybody. Yeah. So be mindful. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Thankful Goof. to be doing radio with Me you, Me too. It's always a pleasure. So in um, in your family, do you have like one of those epic yes. Thanksgiving stories that just everybody stays with for a long time? Yeah. Well, I, I have many. And throughout the, sh- throughout the show in the morning, I will um, tell you about them. But the first one is this. One, this is my, what happened to my mom. Okay. The first year she was married to my father, she had this whole... You just did the thing with your hands when you're trying to say something in a diplomatic way. Oh. You like hit your fingers Well, because like I that. wanted to swear probably <laughs> because my mom was a big, uh, a big swearer. Okay. Big, uh, she had a, a mouth like that. So, um... But she had this, they had this new apartment in Des Plaines, I believe. Sure. Looks probably like one of those motel apartments, I bet. You know, where the balconies. I I bet they loved it. They did. Yeah. So she decorated it. It was all, all set for um, Thanksgiving. And um, my. It's their first one. First Thanksgiving together. And they had friends coming over and she was so excited about her apartment, their apartment. So she invited all these people over. She made all the trimmings and she, you know, got them ready. She was working the night before. And then in the morning, you know, you put the turkey in. Well, she, you know, she did the turkey had thawed, everything's fine. And she realized that the oven was too small. They had like a mini oven. Oh, no. So she didn't know what to do. She didn't know. So she started, she, you know, freaked out and she, you know, called everybody. Everyone's like, I don't know what to tell you. Chop it in half. Well, she cooked it half in the oven, half out and and rigged the door up so that it was like, you know, when people put stuff in their trunk and they have bungee cords. (laughs) She did that with the oven. That's creative. And then she turned it. But the problem was the middle didn't get cooked because the half in part did. And then the half, but the middle, there was a section that was raw in the middle. So when you would carve the, so she played it off and it like had a stripe in the middle of, of whiteness. But, and everyone's like, what's going on? No, no problem. And they carved in and it was like ice cold in the middle. Oh no. Pink, bloody, with little you know, blood spots. Oh, dear. So anyway, that was my mom's first. And she always told me about, make sure your oven can fit a turkey. They were don't, in one of these economy apartments. Yeah, well, yeah. You do what you got to do. You do what you but can. get a smaller turkey. You might want to go with a Cornish hen. Sure. Or many hens. I don't know. Aren't they really small? Or you can just cut it up. 
oh. like cut up the turkey and like lay it on a like I, I do that because then it's it. really quick to cook. But then I mean it, it does rob you of the big that's reveal. What I'm but like that's a messy thing to do at a table anyway. So it's you always can, hard. Like you just, what are you gonna do? Here's what you do. Break it up, cook it, get yourself a big platter, fill it with like kale and lettuce, and then just arrange the turkey pieces on there. It's fine. Bring it in their car. Because people just want to eat. They just want to eat. They, they don't, don't want to watch it. No, me they really don't. Up. And also it's a really sort of um it can be like a violent act to break off the You gotta legs break and things. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People it can don't freak want people that. Out. Right. So anyway, I'm yeah. like I'm liking what you put. Well, down. if you have an epic Thanksgiving story Please. and you would like to share with it, share it with us three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred because I feel like every family's going. Please tell Ours us your story. Is um, so when my brother, my younger brother, was a tiny baby. Okay. Um, it was Thanksgiving time, and you know you boil the tops of bottles to to what sterilize them. Oh, yes. But baby bottles. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Not like I'm beer thinking beer bottles. bottles. No, I'm thinking no. goose. What kind of family is this? <laughs> we were boiling the beer. <laughs> no. So we're, my mom, you know, threw a little saucepan of water on to cook the bottle tops sure. and the, the bottle nipples and promptly walked away because it was Thanksgiving and she was, and my dad is in the restaurant business. So he, like, that's a busy day for him. So sure. our stuff at home was always kind of low key anyway. Right. He's like, I've just served 150 people. I'm great. Right. Um, so she didn't like the little turkey and the stuff. And they're going on and and completely forgot about the bottles and set the stove on fire. Like the whole stove, the, 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 the rubber, yeah, the rubber thing went oh up and it gosh. caught part of like everything yeah. went up, and so the stove did not work. And she just put all the stuff in there. So, um, oh my! So there was crying that oh I recall. My. She was very upset. So about nothing that. could be cooked, right? Because the oven doesn't work at this point. We both have oven tragedies, sure. Okay. And uh, so so the remedy for this was like my dad was like we're gonna we're gonna go out and that at the time um the city that we lived in there was this kind of like epic hot dog place nice he's like that's where we're going and so we went there and it was fun and silly and weird and we kind of had the place to ourselves because it was like open 24 hours sure um but then this couple came in and and they had like a ticking bag with them what and I said their bag is ticking. Do you think it's a bomb? And everybody got really nervous and upset because I'm I don't know seven years old. Oh, you time. were seven. Yeah, I was little, and my brother's a tiny baby, and you know they're they're also trying to fix the bottle situation because his bottles have all just burned up, right? So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of chaos. Keeping kids on. to like everybody be cool right now. There was a lot of that going just on. Just eat your hot dog. Just and eat the home. hot dog and shut your mouth and yeah, don't. But say that actually things. sounds kind of fun. It was so silly and ridiculous. Turns out they had a little. They had. Um, two kittens and they put an alarm clock in the bag they had like a suitcase with kittens in it that they have and they didn't want to leave the kittens at home so they put an alarm clock because it's like a ticking heart oh this is a whole i have never heard such a story (laughs) and they were like afraid that if they the restaurant knew there were kittens they get kicked out which indeed they were gonna be i mean it was kind of this whole thing first of all who brings kittens to a hot dog place well i think if you have tiny baby kittens you don't want to leave them at home oh that's a dangerous thing because they were so tiny this and I, maybe they were traveling. Like, we have these tiny kittens. Let's go for hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were traveling. I'm not sure what. Whatever. They were doing. Yeah. It was but not a bomb. Were. Thank it you. It was not a bomb. Okay. But seven year old Amy Guth would have thwarted the bomb plot. You are like Nancy Drew. Oh man, that's, Amy Guth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wish. 
because I was... I could see it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was all about the Nancy Drew books. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break is sure. what we're going to do. And then when we come back, we would love to hear from you about epic Thanksgiving fails in your household or maybe big wins if you've got yeah. a really awesome... Just like, what is that epic Thanksgiving? It doesn't yes. have to be a fail. It doesn't have awesome. to be a fail. It can be awesome. It doesn't have to be an oven tragedy like ours, <laughs> but it could be a win. It could be a win. And we would like to hear them. 312-981-7200. Back in just a bit, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez here on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We're in for Patty Vasquez this evening. How are you? Thanks for being with us. Yeah, We're taking calls three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We're looking for those epic Thanksgiving stories because every family's got one. Every family of just some like really either happened. just like. Things where there's like proposals. A lot of people propose marriage on Thanksgiving. Why Thanksgiving? I don't know. I'm thankful for your love. I have no idea. <laughs> Why would you do that? But it happens at a lot of family get togethers. I know this. And it doesn't always go well. Like when people say no? Or the family doesn't like the Oh, they're match. like, don't you dare marry right? him. Right. <gasps> oh, can you imagine how embarrassing that would be? It would be horrible. Did I tell you that I saw a proposal out on Michigan Avenue? Did it go well? Yeah. Oh, good. The dude goes, he looked at her and he goes, this has been such a nice day. And she dropped down to one knee and she goes, I hope this day gets even better. Will you marry me? And I was like, get it done, lady. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. You go, woman. And he was like, of course I will. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. I never witnessed a proposal, my own. But other than that. You're married. You know where Miles proposed? Where? Burger King. (laughs) He did yeah, not he did. get your husband on the Well, the first right proposal was in the Walgreens drive-thru. Wait, stop, stop. What do you mean the first one? You well, told him no? No. Okay, the first one came out, he said it was involuntary at the drive-thru of <laughs> Walgreens. He blurted it out. Yeah. <gasps> Will you marry And I said yes. What were you talking about at the time? I don't even remember. Picking the drive up some medicine. Walgreens. You have to say, so you're clearly like getting medicine. Medicine. So, so anyway, <laughs> that was weird. And then I said yes. And then we got my medicine and drove, oh drove home. God. And we never really talked about it after that. It was really weird. And then the ring came at the Burger King, downtown Evanston. It was real weird. We're just strange human beings. You know, it was, yeah, it was, it was lovely. But it was weird. We were at Wait, the Burger why, King. Why did he pick the Burger King? Or that's just like, oh, this came in the mail today? Or how did that go? We picked up the ring together. And then he said, I guess this is a good time to propose. I remember I was having a McChicken. No, that not McChicken. That's the wrong place. <laughs> you are not having chicken, a McChicken. The long chicken on a bun. I don't really know the Burger King stuff outside because you're, of... Because you're very smart. Outside of the Whopper. It's good to not know that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, so, so that's where, uh, but I've never witnessed somebody else's proposal. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a good one. It was right out here on Michigan Avenue. And the other night, so there was this cool event, which I, we will talk about. Yes. Um, and I was MC of this event. It was for iGrow Chicago, which we have talked to we people have. from iGrow. It's a great organization. And at one point, I'm like, you know, there were some awards being given and stuff happening. And I'm up there talking about the organization and encouraging people to go bid on silent auction items, things like that. And I get... Um, I get the word that like, hey, this dude, Neil, is going to propose, call him up on stage right before you close it out. So I was like, okay. And at the end, I said, okay, everybody, thank you so much for being here tonight. This is really great. Before we go, though, um, if I could get Neil up here and... 
please tell me Neil knew what was happening. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Neil had Neil had asked. Sure. Oh, Neil Neil had asked. Neil hops up and he gets he has a very beautiful speech prepared for Veronica. But Veronica's face is going, "What's happening right now?" As soon as I say Neil, she's like. What are we doing? Oh, boy. And so for a minute, I was like, oh, no, she's not going to say yes. Because she looked. Turns out she just has like fear of speaking in public. No, she just had like a fearful looking surprise face. Okay, that's her face. That's just what she did. Yeah. Yeah. And right. So I read it as like, oh, no, she doesn't know this is coming and she's not happy about it. No, she was thrilled. And in fact, turned out because I asked them after I was like, listen, guys, that was awesome. Congratulations. Also, I'm internet ordained. If you want to get this oh done, like I can help you. <laughs> I can you do know a the beautiful weird thing wedding. is goose. So am I. Yes. The universalist we, church. Or- yeah, that's the one. Why are we performing weddings right now on this? Oh, station? my gosh. If you want if you want us to. Per- can we do it over the phone? No. no. So then people would have to come into the. Yeah, that's kinda, that's fine. I guess if someone wanted to get married on WGN Radio, do you have a certificate? Because I don't have a certificate. I did. I got the deluxe. Do you carry kit. it in your wallet? No, because you could perform. So we can't really. I don't think we can do it. But it's in my file cabinet. Okay, great. Like, you run home next time we're on the air. Yeah, we if can someone perform, was like, I would like Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth to, to marry me and my partner. Right, I would do Let's it. Let's do it. I would do it. I'd start crying. That'd be so fun. I'd be the cry. We could talk to sales and get like, we could get the stuff. Like oh we need gosh. some wedding bells and some cake in here. Yes. Yes. If you, if you'd like a, um, a holiday themed <laughs> wedding, you could come to the studio right now. Festive. If you go to WGMRadio.com, there's like a watch now button and a listen now button. If you go to the watch now button, you can kind of see a little bit of it, it, how festive. It is festive. It, tree time. A, yeah. Tree time. Provided this. It's quite every, something. Every year they hook this studio up and make it look very festive. And every year there's a different theme. It is very festive this year. This, this I wonder what this theme is. It's sparkly. You know, I was going to say shiny cornucopia. <laughs> like it just has that feeling of many things. Um, but yes. anyway, so the proposal yeah. with Neil worked It was out. lovely. Okay. And he, he gave a beautiful speech. And, and she said yes. And she said yes. And it was great. And then they danced the night away. It was lovely. You know what? I have witnessed one. Oh, there you go. I was at a live lit storytelling event oh. that I used to do a lot of. And one of the storytellers at the end of his piece proposed. <gasps> Apparently, wow. she, but she said yes oh, to no. not. Oh, not make embarrassing. Him fe- yeah. Oh, and then no. they, she said no in private. Oh, but no. you know what? Good for her. Good, that's I, yeah. it's a, Actually, I think that's the right thing to do. I know it's not. But it's not honest. But right. like it's it saving... saved everybody. Yeah. From having the worst night ever. Okay, I, I have an unpopular opinion about this subject. Okay. I'd like to share it. Okay. And then we, we, well, we've got to go to news. Okay. But like, here's the gist of it. We've gotten into a place culturally where people, the act of getting engaged is super weird. Like, what do you mean? Okay, technically, when two people agree to get married, you are engaged. Correct. Okay, so people say things like they they've said okay we've had a conversation and we've picked out rings sure. and at some point that's going to happen i'm like that's weird okay you've already had the conversation you're already engaged oh it's already an agreement it's already right to to me it's about the agreement. also like i'm kind of not on board with it rings okay like i wouldn't want an engagement ring 
Okay. I would just be like, let's just both have a band and call it even. Yeah, that's how a lot of people are these days. Yeah, because to me, and there are beautiful rings in the world, but to me, it feels like still a little bit wrapped up in some dowry oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I can, I can get no, with that. No, you have very beautiful jewelry over there. I do. I like my ring. And do you know who made this? An archaeologist turned jeweler in Evanston, Eve Effelay. Well, that's why it's like cool and different. Yeah. Like, I've never seen a ring yeah. like that. Anyway. You can't see it on air, but you know. Take my word for it. It's a cool and different yeah. and weird ring. Yes. Anyway, we got to go to break. We are going to get you to news, all of that good stuff. When we come back, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving traditions, disasters, things, funds, what we're grateful for, and yoga. <laughs> all the tangents that we're on, we're going to keep going with them. That's what's going to happen. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez back in just a bit on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. Hello. Um, Rob Martier has already stepped away from his post, yeah. but I I don't know what the difference between sleet and ice pellets. No, it are. would be hail and ice pellets. Hail, right? yeah, that one. Right. Well, I don't even know what sleet is. Well, it's like slushy or hail. I thought sleet happened on the ground. No, that's I, slush. I, no, I don't know what's uh, happening. Anyway, ice pellets. Sounds like drugs. I love it. Yeah, we were saying she's all she's all whacked Hopped down up on, on the ice, ice pellets. pellets. Yeah. Anyway, um, happy almost Thanksgiving, yeah. everybody. We're minutes away from it about being. About 20 minutes away. Actually being. We're talking about like it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> like I like Thanksgiving. Down. Well, I, I, I think Thanksgiving is lovely. Any holiday that's just about gathering people yeah. that you care about together and having a meal is lovely. We have managed to ruin it with all of the shopping. Oh, black. You you know, when when we were, when I, I'll speak for myself, when I was a kid, that didn't exist. No, it didn't. I mean, the stores are now open tonight for Black Friday. It doesn't make any Come sense. Um, I, I do, do you, you don't obviously partake in any of that post Thanksgiving shopping. No, I don't either. No. I, I, um. Hey, because I'm usually here working. Yeah, that's true. Also. No. No sale. Is worth getting up at two in the morning well, also, and battling a crowd. I don't like crowds. people get into fist fights. People get killed. They get trampled over a flat screen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here. For, I'm not like I don't like that much stuff. Like when I give people gifts, I like to give them something usable. Yeah, like a candle. You're going to use it up. I love it. And you're done. I posted the other day. The only gifts in well, I need a vacuum. But other than that, <laughs> the right. only gifts I want are wonderful candles. Yeah, and cross stitch. Slash needle points with cool sayings already done or that you will do. No, I can't do that. Oh, it's X's. It's easy. Oh, well, I'm okay. not going to. But X. you want them already done. I want them done. But like stuff that says like, you know, slay the day, even though that's right. right. I wouldn't really want that. But something like that. And also maybe my, some swear words. My my friend has one in her bathroom that is a very pretty like country sampler of yes. cross stitch. But it says don't do coke in my bathroom. I love it. <laughs> like it's funny and yeah. catches you off guard. And it's I clever. love the ones that catch you totally off guard. Yeah. And apparently, if you know the actor, I think it's Judy Dench. Sure. Of course, you know Judy Dench. Not personally, she, but yes. Well, me neither. But uh, apparently, on set, because there's a, so much downtime, that she makes them and they're and they're dirty words. Oh, she makes them that's for everybody. Funny. And I like that Good people job. knit. There's a lot of movie stars that knit okay. or crochet. And, um, while they're waiting, they do because can you imagine you're like there for twelve hours a day? You probably have knowing from experience, like the little I've done on TV and film, you are waiting around forever, 
And so there's only so much you can do on your phone. There's mm-hmm. only, and she's done years of this, obviously. Right. So she, the people take up hobbies. What sure. kind of hobby would you do, Goose, if you were on a movie set? Well, when and, I am on a set, I'm on the other side. Well, right. I'm doing stuff. You're the one act, but if you were an actor and we but, sit there. Right. So um, what would you take up? Um, or start? Well, I do calligraphy. Oh, you and do? It, yeah. I've got a little Etsy shop. It's not very current. I need Wait to Wait a it. minute. I've got a little Etsy shop because I, cal- I do calligraphy swear words. You know what? I like it. Yeah. And some of it is more like hand lettering. Sure. Kind of quirky. Well, I know looking. you have great um, drawings and doodles, but more than doodles. They're beautiful yeah. pieces that and you I- used to put on... Instagram. Yeah. And I haven't done one in a long time because I've been busy as heck. But um, like I do some watercolor words. Like I do calligraphy with watercolor and a bunch of different. Wow. I want to see these. I'll make you one. Great. I would Um, like that. But I think on a movie set, um, it's a messy hobby. Yeah. Um, I think I I, I like to crochet. I'm a good crocheter. I'm not. I, I love it. My mom was good. My problem with crocheting. What do you do when you get to the end of the row? There's like a weird bump in mine always at the end of the row. When you turn the needle? Yeah. You just, you gotta. Oh, well, we'll talk about it off. Yeah. Because you can't really see it. I would say crochet radio might be the worst worst idea in the world. That would be terrible. (laughs) It's like solving math problem radio. Even that would be better. That would be more interesting. Crochet radio. Anyway, the point is you would crochet on set. And loop. And loop. And (laughs) loop. And another loop. Welcome to Crochet Radio with <laughs> Guth and Bosworth. I think we'd last about <laughs> seconds and people, someone would kick us right off. But you'd crochet. You know what I would do? What would you do? I would get smarter. I would do things like puzzles oh, and start. I like, like a good crossword. A, a good crossword. I would read the New York Times because I never read newspapers. Oh, that, <laughs> uh, I tri- definitely do that. I, so I would, I would start doing stuff like that um, to be more uh, informed. Now, okay. one might argue I could do that in my regular life. I wouldn't need to yeah, be on a movie set. Sure. But I think boredom would drive me, inspire me to go further. Basically, I'm inspired by boredom. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Whatever well, it happy takes. Thanksgiving, everybody. Or almost. We got 15 minutes, a little bit, till, we, till we're breaking into Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. So there's some hotlines. Yeah. Speaking of Thanksgiving. If I don't understand these, I've never understood what they're for, but I understand that I'm saying that from a place of privilege, that I come from a cooking household. Yes, I do I am, not. I, I too, so, do the cooking. So for people who don't know, and I, I knew of these, but there are a lot of them. There are hotlines you can call starting, I think it was last week. <laughs> well, I just don't understand, like, what, what, what has happened to your turkey that is in such a state that you need to call. My mom should have called. Butterball. She should have right. called. And if I was on the other end of the line, I would, what would say, you you're going to chop that turkey up. Right. She didn't know that. So she could have. You need to be working at one of these hotlines. I would love to. I would. I could give people food advice. You would be great. So you can call. If you're having trouble at this moment, there's there's not just turkey, but you can call about cranberries. There's an ocean spray consumer helpline. What? I don't Cranberry know. Cranberry question. You okay, can call one okay. 800 If you have this. called one of these, I need to talk to you. I'm not going to shame call you. Us. I'm not going to pick on you. I want to know what your question was. 
like that you yeah so you can call for for cranberries you can call for obviously the turkey you can there's a turkey <laughs> turkey talk line you know what I want to do? If I had we should more call them all right now. I was going to say we could call them, but here's the thing: I I don't want to make fun, so I. But no, it would but we be can good. just call and just check in. Well, it would also like, be good to going okay to interview people who take the calls and say, "Hey, how is your? How did you get into this line of work? Are you a volunteer? And how many people are there? Like, is there a turkey call center? Maybe it's routed to their home. Do that you know would be some, an awesome job. See, Somebody I give think, me that job okay, in between so, radio shifts. I would do the heck out of the job. Just route it to my cell phone. I'll answer the calls. If you have, and people will be like, "I have a tiny oven. I have a big turkey. What do I do?" And I'll be like, "You're gonna, you're gonna chop, chop it, up. it up, or you're gonna do. It sounds like a dirty word. It's not the spatchcock, which is where you remove the backbone and flatten the animal. You flatten the bird. I can't. I can't take it. It's a real thing. I know they to, they have to spatchcock. You just take the the center out and you flatten it, and then you can cook it really fast. I see. I've seen the spatchcocks um, yeah. at Trader Joe's. Look, look, we've got Matt. I'm excited. <laughs> Hi, Matt. You're on WGN. You have called one of the hotlines. And let me tell you, I'm the same guy from a couple of months ago who said you guys make my day oh. every Saturday night. Thanks. Thank you. Matt, thank was, you. You're welcome. Are you on for the next two days as well? We are not. We are on. Well, we're on Saturday from right ten yeah, to in 10, the morning. In the morning, ten to twelve, um, ten a.m. to twelve p.m. And then we're going to be on. I'm doing a, some Friday afternoon oh, yeah. stuff with Rex Hupke. Okay, so then Jen and I are back Saturday morning, and then we have a a bunch of a whole bunch. Pretty much all December, where it's us. No, it's, no, <laughs> it's we're not. We're doing a lot of night shifts. Yeah, we're doing December. a lot of two a.m. to five a.m. Oh, we're gonna have so much fun, ladies. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> I have called the hotline before. Okay, what was... Let me tell you something. Yeah. My question was, could I make, like, a spicy stuffing, like a poblano stuffing? Ooh. Like, kind of jazz up this turkey. And their reply was, you're kidding. And I said, no, 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 I'm being serious. Can I make a poblano stuffing? And they said, sure. And they gave me the directions... Which I already had, but I was being nice, so I let them talk. And they sent me on my merry way. And then, about, I don't know if they still do this, but about 10 minutes later, I got a call from an automated system saying, How did you enjoy your call today? I'm like, It was fine. Thank you. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Matt, that's pretty incredible that they they called you back. Yeah, no, they have a. they, they, I asked the lady, like, what's the craziest thing you've ever heard? And she she had a guy call her, and he wanted to microwave a turkey. No. No, his sir. Wife was, was it me? Yeah, it was. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Because I could see you, myself. You, you are a wonderful cook, Goose. Don't. Oh, no, no. Oh, that was Bosworth. That was Bosworth. I am. And how do you oh. know that? <laughs> I mean, I, I say that all yeah, the time. Yeah, because we, we talk about Goose being a wonderful cook. Um, but no, Matt, it's not that I'm not a, a wonderful cook. It's that I don't care. You know, <laughs> I, but but I definitely think. So would you rate your experience as helpful calling the hotline? Oh, it was extremely helpful. Oh. And the, those ladies 
are so dedicated. And I, do you know how, Amy, I'm assuming you have all this information in your head for every Saturday show that you do, and you don't have to do any research whatsoever. These ladies are like the encyclopedia of Thanksgiving Ooh. and Christmas dinner. I kid you not. Like, you name something, like, here's what you do. So you want to fry turkey? They can give you 12 different ways of frying a turkey. It's See, great. And maybe safe ways so you don't light your, your whole house on fire, unfortunately. See, I could do that, job. I could tell people so all get... about how to make Thanksgiving we, All right, I could do that, We've got to figure it out. We you ladies are phenomenal, and I'm going to keep laughing for the rest of the night. Great. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, I Matt. appreciate the call. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, ladies. Yay. Bye. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, there, see, I think part of working at one of those hotlines would be just keeping people's lids on. Right. I would until, right, until you're a confident cook and you, you know what you're doing or feel like you can confidently kind of get their recipe or something, part of it is just going to be like, you know what? I got you. So... This might be... You're volunteering me for this. No, we got to take a break. Oh, okay. Never mind. What? Let's what take a say? break. I, I have another story. Oh, okay. We're going to take a break. fire. Okay. And then we're going to hear Jen's fire story. Good times, people. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. We're talking Thanksgiving. We're, we're talking turkey. Oh, no. <laughs> I was really trying to resist that I all couldn't, night. I no. couldn't do it. I just I just had to do it. Yeah, we're talking Thanksgiving stuff. And I before the break, I was telling you about my story. But yeah. I do want people to call in um, if you have a story or even a Thanksgiving shout out. What's that? Well, it would be like, I'm really grateful for, Matt might say he's really grateful for us. I'm just saying, not to put words in Matt's mouth. I mean, he basically said that. Yeah. Or like for me. a gratitude shout out would be lovely. Let's do those. I mean, the last time we were here was Veterans Day and there were beautiful shout outs. Sister, I was crying. Me too. Those were some lovely, very, especially like that one woman that got kind of choked up talking about her dad. Oh, her dad. And and there were so many fathers and uncles, husbands that met and they both had that in, you know, they had that in common, their service. So anyway, if you've got a a gratitude shout out, give us a call. Give us a call here. Something you're grateful for. Yeah. 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 Um, Oh, what? Once again, I get so excited. You cannot play it cool with calls. You go, no, oh, I'm so excited. Us. I always like, I got to sit there and look at the screen a minute. Oh, no. I'm very excited. If if you call me at my, I'll be like, hi. That's how I answer if I know who it is. That is how you answer the phone yeah. for sure. Okay. Hi, John. You're on WGN Radio. You have a Thanksgiving story for us? Oh, yeah, I do. I've got one that my uh, family used to share at every Thanksgiving uh, when I was growing up. Uh, when my parents first moved into the house we grew up, uh, my father had taken his buddy's dog because he could no longer keep it in his apartment. It had gotten too big. And the first Thanksgiving they made, you know, my father, who was a corporate chef at the time, he cooked the turkey, got it out, set it up on our counter, covered it up with tinfoil to, you know, just let it rest. They were taking care of everything else while my parents turned their back on it oh, no. and the yep. dog was a very large Irish setter pulled the turkey off the counter and took off with it and ate the entire thing. All we had for Thanksgiving that year was sides. Oh. <laughs> now, the bones and everything? 
No, they were able to, you know, get enough away from it so it didn't choke the carcass. on the bone. They know. got the carcass. Yeah, the car- yeah, basically the yeah, just what was what was oh. from me. He he took care of the parts yeah. you wanted to eat. Right. He basically yeah. did everything bad. In my head, John, that played out like that scene in Christmas story. Yeah. Where all the yeah. dogs bumpus. running there. The bumpus hounds. Bumpus hounds. <laughs> that's what you you lived with a bumpus or they lived with a bumpus hound. And you know what? That's uh, there's a lot of stories where pets go crazy with the turkey. I mean, it's a turkey. If you, you were a dog, you'd be like, smell? "I'm all over that." Yeah, they just sit there and watch, waiting, waiting for Please some drop mishap. something. Yeah, I, I bet if you called the Butterball Hotline, they might not be able to help you with that one. <laughs> That's one thing they can. Thanks so much for the call, John. Happy Thanksgiving to you, guys. Have a good holiday. You too. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots of. Dogs, dogs. The, yeah, bumpus, get the yeah, yeah, the bumpus hounds, That's bumpus a, hounds. Look, I, that is a fine film. It's a fine film, a, and they uh, always have like the Christmas Story marathon. I, I, I'll sit through it once. Once, who watches that? Oh, over and over. Well, I, I think it's one of those. It, it's it's you one have of it those in the films, background. Yeah, it's I call it like a kitchen watch. Yeah, like Law and Order is that. Yeah, for me, it's Dateline. You can just put it on. Yeah. Go do things. Yeah. Fold laundry. Do whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Stabler's going to solve it by the end. That's true. The bumpus hounds are going to get that. At some point, there's a and leg it's lamp. A BB it's a gun good. going on. Yeah, it's all good. It, it ends up all right. It doesn't. It, it, it ends up. Um, they end up in a, a Chinese food restaurant. And it's a lovely scene. It is. It's beautiful, in fact. But yeah, I can't watch it 24 hours. I mean, why? 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 24 hours a day. I don't know. I mean, the same reason there's probably like those 10-hour YouTube videos of the same song. You know what those, right? No. Oh. Okay. So go to YouTube and search Rainbow Bunchy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 10 hours. Oh, yes. You showed that to me. Yeah. And it's this little rainbow dinosaur, and it just goes for 10 hours. You know what that is? Drugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then that's when you're hopped up on ice pellets. Yeah. And then um, there's one, there's like a Japanese pudding commercial. It's like P-U-D-I, P-U-D-I. Like search that in YouTube. It just goes. And it's just, it's like a little tiny baby voice just like being really happy about putting containers for 10 hours. Okay. There are some people in this, on this planet that amaze me. Doing the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, why else would you need 10 hours unless you're super high? (laughs) Or maybe you're depressed and it cheers you up i don't know. i don't know about yeah, that i, I mean either. there's there's a meditative quality about it i suppose anyway oh my gosh we're late for break again okay let's we just do it. get talking about crazy things and anyway so we're going to take a break we're going to get you to news all that good stuff amy guth and jen bosworth in for patty vasquez back in just a bit on 720 wgn Seven twenty WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. Now this is my kind of jam. Right I here. love this. This is gets me in the festive mood. I can't not dance when I need yeah, this music. I almost want to do like Where's a burlesque Fred Astaire situation. when I need him. I was going right to Fred Astaire. <laughs> I went to burlesque. You went right to taking off your like clothes. The fans, <laughs> you know. Sure, the fans. Now, uh, Guth. I was going yes, to tell ma'am. you. I'm going to tell you my fire story. Please do. We're talking about Thanksgiving stuff. If you have an epic Thanksgiving. You would like to share about 312-981-7200. If you've called the hotline, one of those things. So you you set something on fire for Thanksgiving? Well, here's what happened. So, oh man, they always say, they, they, I don't know, not to sort of um, get a cheaper version of things if you can avoid it. So, okay, that's the moral here. Are we talking about turkeys still? Yes. The cheaper thing. 
meaning, you know, you have a turkey pan, you know, like a, well, if you're like me, you want to, you went to the dollar store or a, a, an approximate store and you got a disposable turkey pan. That's fine. Lots of people do that because lots of people don't want the big pan all year long. I totally understand. There is a downside, which is this. They're flimsy. Okay. You see where I'm going? (laughs) I do. Huge disposable turkey pan. Uh Yeah. Huge turkey. Heavy, heavy, heavy turkey. Okay. So Jen, Jen, Jen B puts the turkey in all is well. She's like, I got to take it out. Do you use the turkey bag or is this an open turkey? Open turkey Uh with a little cover. A lot of juice happening. A lot of juice. A lot of, um, yes, juice. Buttery Mm -hmm. juice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm like, I got to base the turkey. I pull it out. (laughs) The bottom scrapes on the, the, um, the little grill or what are those called? The rack Uh scrapes tearing a huge hole oh along, no so all of that fell like out. garfield's underbelly that we were talking about <laughs> in the in the thanksgiving right. parade with a yeah. hole just rips now what happens is all the juices go to the bottom of, of your the stove oven. yeah the oven i mean yeah because <sighs> it hits the heating element right oh man so i'm like oh my gosh i didn't know what to do right so the turkey's the turkey is out this was a couple years ago um the turkey i throw onto the counter Mm -hmm. dripping everywhere sure hot turkey juices flying everywhere burning me sure i've got a fire in the oven so what they tell you to do is not I did the wrong thing. Don't tell me you threw water. Yeah, I on did. It. Oh, no. I, I that was my instinct, right? So I threw water. Mm-hmm. Well, not only did it not really help, I it probably made it worse. It made it? it worse, and it ruined the oven. Some the pilot light went out. It was t- gas was streaming into the. <gasps> this was I did not. It was more than a few years ago. I was it was in my thirties, so that was early thirties. That was a while ago. All right. But anyway, so that was my, I eventually put it out. I think it just went out on its own because I closed the door and mm-hmm. didn't have any air getting in. Okay. It died out. Oven ruined in my apartment. How Turkey. Did the landlord okay. feel about that? Turkey was almost done. Uh, the landlord, I, I think I might have told a tall tale about how it, the oven was broken. I was like, <laughs> I just... this thing. It looks like there was fire. I just you, got into this place. You rented and, me a terrible right. oven. <laughs> so, forgive me. But the but the great thing was, the turkey was almost done. It was like at the end stages. All right. But here's... So so my advice is use a double disposable pan if you're uh-huh. going to do that. Mm-hmm. And also lift. Don't pull. Don't drag the turkey. Don't drag a turkey. Lift. As a general rule in life. Lift. Though I will say, like a roasting pan is... It's, if, if it's within your means, it's a worthwhile investment. Yes, I, eventually I, I inherited one. Do you have the kind with like the little stand in it? Yes, those are the best. You know where, where I got that? Jewels with the, my stamps. You know how you collect those little stamps? Do you no. know? Okay, so they have a stamp like um, they used to. I don't know if they still have it. Where with every hundred dollars you spend, you get these stickers, these stamps, and then you get to collect a certain amount, and then you can buy things. It's like a game. And then you turn in your stamps for roast for different um, culinary tools. So here's where I go wrong is I just do like little tiny shopping trips. I never hit 100. I just go in like 20, oh, 30 bucks well, at a time. I, so they never even me offer neither, me that crap. My mom did it and then she okay. gave me the thing. But she she liked to save her stamps. It's also a little bit like McDonald's Monopoly. I would say that's all they've the the, the grocery stores only offer me like Monopoly boards. But do they, that's Mariano's. Yeah. Anyway. So that was my fire 
fire in the hole. Really. Well, I'm glad that their whole like um, apartment, apartment did not go. No, up. If, eventually I had a similar thing with a toaster oven. I'm so not maybe good. we're not gonna we're not gonna cook cook. It's so fun. It is fun. I make I make a good meat sauce, like pasta. Yeah, kind. That's good. Yeah, it took me twelve years to perfect hey, that. You know what? Not everyone can. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. Okay, so. what's your what's your favorite dessert to make? Oh, I make a pretty good sugar cookie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what about you? You're like a triple decker flambe mousse fruit kiwi supreme i don't know what that is <laughs> it sounds gross i think um i think my favorite well i love to make creme brulee just because i like to set See, stuff on this fire this is what i'm saying you use a I like to do brulee it. yeah that's a fancy um but i really enjoy like a classic rustic tart like an apple tart or tartatan with the tart to what Tartatan, T-A-T-I-N. Tartatan? It's like plums. Okay. You bake it in the tart. It's very delicious. Okay. Um, but you know, like a good classic apple pie never killed anybody. Yeah. Goose, we have a caller. I know. I see you I'm getting... so excited. The minute the phone rings, you get excited. Like, I do. We got to let the producer like say hello, oh. put the caller on hold and all oh. those things. And then... Oh, I see what you're putting down. See, so we got to give him a second. Anyway. Oh. Hi, Nicholas. You're on WGN. Hello, ladies. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. I had to call you because I'm a meteorologist, oh. and I heard you asking last half hour about hail, sleet, and ice pellets. Ice and, pellets. And the ice difference pellets. between all of them. Oh, please, tell us. Please tell us. Yeah. So a sleet and ice pellets, it's basically the same thing. But when you are talking about hail, now that's different. Okay. Hail's all formed by all this air rising up into the cloud, keeping the ice pellets and the ice particles that are in the clouds going around and around. So they're colliding, they're getting bigger, and that typically is happening with a thunderstorm. Oh. And once the hailstones get heavy enough, well, then they fall to the ground as, you know, things that rise, uh, that range from the size of just a penny all the way up to baseball, softball. Yeah. So the other was a hit. golf ball size that, that once um, hit my car, and I I thought we were in a war. Anyway. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that, that is brutal. Yeah, I'm from north central Texas, so I'm all about those giant hailstones. I remember many of them flying into our cars and that kind of thing. Is um, is uh, uh, ice pellet the same? Is d- definitely different than, than a hailstone. Correct, yeah, and that's sweet. And so you think about up in the cloud, you have everything starting as snowflakes. Mm-hmm. So as the snowflakes fall, they encounter uh, an area of warmer air. So they get warm enough to melt a little bit. And once they start melting from a snowflake, even if they refreeze again, they're not freezing back into a snowflake. Aha, uh-huh. yes. So that's what happens. The snowflake falls into this slightly warmer air, melts a little bit, doesn't become a raindrop, still has a little bit of the ice in it, then it falls into colder air again and comes into these comes into the form of an ice pellet or sleet. And when it hits you in the face, it feels like you're being stabbed with tiny little needles because they're sharp. Exactly, exactly. This is fascinating. I never knew this. Nicholas, can you say um, what station you're with? 
Oh, yeah, be happy to. Uh, W-A-N-E, Wayne TV. That's the CBS station in Fort Wayne. So I'm yeah. the chief meteorologist out there. Oh, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening and for calling. And it's been, oh. Jen B has just been blown away by this. <laughs> I'm serious. Us. Well, I'm glad I could help out. And I am a former WGN radio intern as well. Oh, are so. you? <laughs> Yes. So many good memories with all of you, and I always feel like home when I'm I'm listening. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much for the call, Nicholas. It was so great to talk with you. Happy Thanksgiving. And the same to you, ladies. All right. Good night. How fun. Good night. Bye-bye. That's so fun. And he was was an intern here. And do you know, basically, I'm an intern, but did you know... Did you know when he was explaining it, I was doing a dance. You were acting it out. I was because what happens to me is like, you're a visual. Well, learner. if I get it in my body mm-hmm. and I visualize all the things, then I can. I, you I just learn. Like <laughs> just so. Woo-woo. I was doing like um, if I feel the energy, my yeah, dance yeah, in the studio. You were doing yeah, there was yeah. a vibe. But no, I'm with you. Like there's, I'm a visual learner too, so that's why I'm usually like sketching when people are talking yes. to me because I'm kind of drawing out. Yes, okay, if so you see this. Goose, he she she looks like she's writing. Uh, a thesis on something, but really she's. I I I. If someone's explaining something to me, I am I'm taking notes and drawing things at the same so time because cool. then it sticks in my head. I have good. to do interpretive dance and hey, goof. But does. between the two of us, we get it. We are a sideshow. We yeah, <laughs> also that we're going to take a break. Also, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth back in just a bit on seven twenty WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth dancing our way through this song right now. We were dancing. I like this. I always have a question. Are we allowed to say who the songs are by? Of course we are. Okay. Why would we not be allowed to? I didn't know something about FCC. No, we're just not allowed to play like 10 minutes of them. We just can't play the whole song. We're supposed oh. to use like a little sampling of it for fair use, but we're not. We can say. In fact, what I love to do is get local Chicago artists and play their stuff and say, hey, that song you just heard yeah. was so like maybe a month or two ago, I was in I was in a, a lift and struck with this conversation with this driver who was such a nice guy. And um, he mentioned that he when he's not doing lift, he is um He's a musician. Wow. And he, we start talking about his music and he said, well, I had a daughter and I wanted to make really positive hip hop with positive messages for young women. And that is awesome. And he said, and I wanted like, there's nothing that couldn't be played on the radio and it's all uplifting. And I was like, send it to me. So he sent me a link and it sounds really good. So I was like, I want to use that sometime. So you used it or not yet? Um, I'm going to. Yeah. That's so cool. Right. So we can say it. Okay. We can absolutely See, say See, there's it. all these radio rules that Jen B doesn't really know. I keep saying Jen. I keep talking about myself. Why, I was saying, why are you talking I don't about know. third person? I don't weirdo? know. It's late. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You don't even know. Speaking of late, so the between uh, Christmas and New Year's yeah. time. Is that when we're doing that? <sighs> we picked up a bunch of shifts in December and some of them are like late. Oh, and some of them are early. We're doing. Some of them are early. I don't even know. I got to look at my book. I know. I got a book. They're. This time of year in radio, a lot of people take vacation. Yeah. And then a lot of us don't. <laughs> and we're like, I'll pick up some I'll pick shifts. up the shifts. Yeah. So, so we're going to be here. Because I'm happy to do radio with you anytime. Anytime. So. Yeah. Anyway. I wanted to ask you a question. Oh, boy. Please do. This is the Ask Goose segment. <laughs> we have this segment where I ask Goose things that she knows the answer to. You assume I know. Well, I do. I, I, I know you know somewhere. Just like uh, Matt assumed you knew you were a great cook. I'm going to assume you know the answer to this. Let's go. Okay. 
My question is this. If you are cooking, uh-huh. okay, you're cooking and something goes wrong, mm-hmm. like a fire, or do you call 911? Okay, so it depends on how big a fire we're talking. Okay. If it's like a if like a pan, if it's a good grease fire. What with grease fires, how do you put them out? You got to cover that. This is good way. for people to know if they're cooking. You got to cover it. You cu- get rid of the air in a grease fire. You got to cover it. Okay, don't cover, put cover. water on it. Okay. Don't put water. Right. That's this is what I've learned not. tonight. I was at a um, like a retreat one time. Sure. Like some um, I have many jobs. It was one of the other jobs I do. And um, we on the last day of the retreat, like we had someone there cooking because we were just working all day long. Sure. And the last day they were like, if any of you want to take any of this food home, do it because we're at this house kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, and they're like, also, please eat everything you can in the next 24 hours. And so somebody got up in the middle of the night thinking she wanted a snack and she was going to boil some eggs. And there was like a strainer, a plastic colander sitting near the stove. And she went outside to like have a cigarette or something. Oh no! And the colander melted and went up like this gorgeous, huge, beautiful Viking stove. And what's a Viking stove? One of those fancy, big fancy, like six burner. Yeah. Um, And the whole thing's on fire and it's this big house with, I don't know, Three or four floors. It was huge. Like 25 tons of people. people. Yeah. And sleeping. Somebody, with a really sophisticated fire alarm that's like beeping, but not in a scary way. It's just kind of like, I wonder what that beep is. Hmm. Almost like an alarm clock. It didn't sound like, oh my God, something's wrong. It didn't register well, as an alarm. like, not what not you want. The greatest. But then this voice comes on <gasps> and it says something like to the effect of, please evacuate. A fire has been detected. Please evacuate. And we were all like, what's happening? Okay. So we're all, and it's the middle of the night. So we're like running outside in our pajamas in the middle of nowhere. Wow. She's still outside having a cigarette and doesn't know know that she caused the fire. That we all go running outside. And she's like, oh, what's up? What's happening, everybody? And we're like, what? Did she own that she had done it? Oh, yeah, she did. And that's then, wonderful. And then there was like team bonding because we stayed up all night cleaning it. You all helped her. Well, yeah, because we were like, we, what do we do? Also, you didn't want to ruin the <laughs> We didn't want to ruin the house. It was a very beautiful house. So we, that is so... We cleaned it. She so right away, I was... Because there's all this plastic and I was like, take it apart. I know how to take a stove apart. Do we take it apart? Because that's usually what... the stove apart? The top of it, because that's usually what's in a commercial kitchen and that's how you have to like sanitize the kitchen at night. So I was like, here's how you take this top off. Go stick in the freezer. Do this. Get, the, get all the plastic off. It was an operation. It, I, see, Goose knows operation. a lot of things. This is what I'm saying. I know... I know a little about a lot. That would be a renaissance. Which works human. real well for radio. <laughs> I know some about some. some which about- is a little more than a little. Yeah. So, okay, so my... I know a lot about... I don't know if there's anything I know a lot yes, about. Yes, you do. I could t- list the things. It, it's all relative. That's fair. Yeah. But mostly I know a little about a lot. Okay, so grease fire cover. You got to cover that bad boy. Okay. I uh, once worked with a... a a woman who, yeah, or, or just straight up get the fire extinguisher. I thought you were going to swear there for a second. No, no, no. Oh, you would never do that. Um, I'm get, sure I would. Oh, <laughs> just not on purpose. Um, get the fire extinguisher. Yeah, like yeah, if, we I have mean, a little a small, one in our kitchen. Like if your pan, if it's like if you have a, like a like a frying pan, sure, and you've just started a little grease fire. Yes, you can probably just cover it. Like with put the, the lid, with on the lid. It. yeah. Put a lid on it. Put a lid say. on it. But if it's a little bigger, if it's it's spread out, you're going to want to hit that bad boy with a fire extinguisher. Okay, quick, 
quick right yeah. away. All right. And not worry about the mess the fire extinguisher is going to make because that's wor- that's better than your house burning down. It's better than your house burning. And if you call the fire department, it's, it's still better than what they're going to put in your house because <gasps> they use chemical stuff too. But bigger maybe. Much bigger. And that stuff is all over everywhere. It's like, have you ever done like a renovation project and like that little sawdust is everywhere? Yes. From sanding? Yes. It's like that, but times 50. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. So you don't want that at all? No. Okay. I really don't. Was there a part two? <laughs> yes. You had to look on your Because we got to take a break in a minute, but go ahead. Oh, no. The, the other part was just, I was going to say, I'm glad that the woman in the retreat house owned that it was her because I worked with a, with a woman. She was a teen, uh, 20-something at the time, maybe 20, and she went to work and left a candle burning in her apartment building, came back. The building was burnt down. Oh, no. She walked away. <gasps> she left all her... She. She knew she wasn't. I mean, she thought it was her. She didn't. Yeah. She just walked away. And I said, aren't you scared that she said, no, I just she literally turned around, walked away from her life thinking she burned down this building. And I was 16 at the time. And I said, you know, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to settle up with the landlord yeah. and stuff. You yeah. can't just walk away. I said they're going to figure out where it started. Also, That's their job as arson you've got, yeah, yeah. investigators. Also, if you have renter's insurance, you're going to need to fill out some paperwork. <laughs> Practical Guth here says. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, now we're going to take a break. Get you to news. All those good things. Back in just a bit. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth here on 720 WGN. <laughs> 720 WGN. <laughs> Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We were dancing, but I was dancing like a Teletubby. <laughs> it's what, like, you can't see me, but I look just like a Teletubby dancing. Actually, that's don't totally I? the Teletubby dance. Winky dinky tinky? I don't know anything about uh, the Teletubbies. I can winky. identify them visually. They're, they're, remember, they were all the rage. Well, controversy was stirred. Remember, because yes. one of the televangelist types kind said of, that, I, I think it was Falwell, maybe. Said, said dinky winky was um, gay. Like, I, well, I think he said first he said that he was gay, and then he said that it was like forcing children to be gay or something. Oh, okay, come on, guys. I just remember, but same guy that said Barney was doing the same because he was like because he's purple, he's a new age demon. Come on, what? Yeah. I have to agree, Barney was a new age demon. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But, but he wasn't trying to no. demonize children. I don't no. think he was just annoying. I love you. You love me. We're a great big family. Barney's cool. Yes. Come on. <laughs> I wonder what happened to those kids. I don't know. They're in Vegas. <laughs> they're they're playing Vegas. They're playing days. Vegas with they're Celine Dion's backup. So you know what we have not discussed? What um do you do you have like any personal Thanksgiving traditions that you do? I used to. Here's the thing. As I as I get older, People pass away. Sure. I know you hate that phrase, but people die. Yes. Um, it's true. It's fine to say it for others, except when you're reporting the news or when you're talking oh, about my right. death. Okay. <laughs> right. Because I made a deal with it. All y'all. Yeah. When I'm dead, Just I need say, you to say dead. Amy Guth is... The, the journal- I don't even... I feel bad saying it Well, because I'm not dead, because I'm here. Well, but it's like when you're reporting a death, if you say like, so-and-so celebrity has passed away, you're... I think that... You're passing judgment on you're it. You're passing judgment on it and saying like, it, it, you say, th- to say something, someone has passed away, there's a, a tinge of regret. I, re, you know, 
And there's also um, your, your pers- you're personalizing personal and putting. Yeah, yeah. I so agree. Just say like, okay, you know, so and so has died. Okay, so my uh, as people die, seriously, yes. that's the that's what happened. We're the, all gonna the traditions sort of change, right? So they fall away, and now we're building new ones. Sure. So my uh, Miles, my husband, mm-hmm. um, we used to go to New Orleans. Okay, for Thanksgiving. We don't do that anymore. We're trying to figure out. Did you have family ties there? No. Or just like that's what we're going to we do. We were like, we, we took the Amtrak. It's a, it's a to place New Orleans. where you don't have family ties. Right. Yeah. So it was a new tradition we were starting. That's fun. Very expensive tradition. So yeah, we are sure. cu- cutting back on that. We're trying to create a new tradition. And it's a great question in that. No, the answer is no. We don't okay. have tradition yet, but we're trying to build our own because my sister and her family go to my brother in law's in laws sometimes, mm-hmm. or brother in law's parents sometimes. So. No. What about you? Um, I do. I have a, a, a Thanksgiving tradition that I really love to do. Um, I like to volunteer. Mm. And that's because, um, you know, like I don't, I don't, I mean, my family's so spread out. We don't even try. I okay, don't think so you don't have a family. No. Thing. Thanksgiving tradition. I don't think I've been around a relative on Thanksgiving in 20 years. Really? At least. Okay. And not because there's anything wrong with them. Right. It's just like. You just don't. We grew up in a restaurant family that was like always a big time for my dad to work, and then now we all live all over the place. It's like it's hard to do. Yeah. Um. So I love to volunteer on Thanksgiving. I mean, volunteering is great all year, but on Thanksgiving, um, you know, there's a couple different places where I've done, but like there's one spot I've been at for years and years, um, and there's like people that I only see on Thanksgiving. We we just. Like, they don't know my last name. I don't know theirs. We just, like, that's John. That's Joe. He's married to Jacqueline. That's what we know, you know. That's great. Um, and it's it's a great experience. This year, um, they have a waiting list of volunteers. And so they were kind of, they were like, so, you know, we've got all these new people that wanted to volunteer. So I said, like, give up, like, someone who hasn't volunteered there before, let sure. them have my spot. Sure. Because it's a lovely experience. Right. It's important, I think, to do that. I've done that. I did that one year, and it was so, so beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it's a great thing to do all the time. And I think it's a great thing for, like, couples and families to do together, You too. know, I tried to do that at several organizations, and they said, hey, we are full. Mm-hmm. But you know what we really need is throughout the year. Yeah, that's very true. Especially people, in the summer. Yes. Like, a lot people of people are busy. Yeah. And they, this time of year, people are kind of thinking charitably. Right. Um, but in the summertime, Giving. it's hard to get people to do stuff like that. So I think like if you can get the family around Fourth of July weekend yes. to go f- work in a, a soup kitchen or a shelter or something, that would be great. That's the way to go. So you, that's your tradition. That's what I do. I love to like get up super early and I do that. And then I usually have like Friendsgiving or I yeah. go to, you know, a friend's dinner or something like that. Um, Although last, yes, last Last Thanksgiving, um, we were at a different house that was bigger, and and actually we had twenty five people over. Nice, and it was more uh, people cooked, but it was also like we got the we rented china, and it was a oh. big deal. Yeah, it was a big it was a big deal. But that's very that's very rare. So Miles and I are searching for our new tradition. All right, I don't know what it's going to be. It's kind of exciting. You know, what I've always thought it'd be kind of cool thing because because i i love the mother Teresa mm-hmm. um quote of 
don't wait for leaders. Do it alone, person to person. I love that. And I think sometimes we're like, I have to find a place to go or I have to get permission to do it. And um, a friend of mine did this one time and I thought it was so lovely. She just made, she made a humongous volume of Thanksgiving food and got a bunch of bags and containers and made to-go packets and put like socks and toothbrushes and toothpaste and like just here's some stuff to help you and she just walked around and if someone you know yes. didn't seemed like they didn't have those things she would give it to them so uh, that is beautiful and do you remember um one time we were on together we had my friend mickey o'sullivan who was in the pro wrestling show yeah, he's great great actor he carries that stuff all year round so if he runs into someone in his backpack I and i have granola bars i keep them in my i back. happened yeah. to be with him and we're standing in old town and someone uh, approached for i think whatever reason they they needed stuff they wanted you know, they were asking us for help, basically. And um, Mickey said, I, I, I don't have money to give you, but how about this packet of socks, gloves, hat? Yeah. And the, and the gentleman was like, you know, took it and went. But the point is, to care, how hard is it to carry that stuff around? Not hard. I have this huge bag. So right. I'm, I started, I'm going to start doing that. I decided. Yeah, that's good. There's lots of ways to help yeah. people. And I, I think. think that that's important around Thanksgiving because to, to remember that it's not just about food. Seriously. It's true. Because people really go in yeah. for for the food, and I, I get it, but also there's other ways to give is what I'm getting from the Yeah, goose. you know what? One year, um, there was a, a place where I volunteered. It was, I guess, around Christmas time that I was there. And there were, you know, just like at a party, there's like round tables of like eight or ten chairs and lots of people. Yeah. And so it was about coming in, having a meal, warming up, having a talk, you know, and then... Some of the volunteers were like, I guess we could like walk around and pick up trash on the tables as people are done. And, I, you know, I, I treated it more like let's wait tables. Nice. Right. And, and you know, and, and there were some college students there and one of them was like, why are you like helping them? I was like, well, why not? Why wouldn't I? Right. You know, I was like, do you have everything you need? Do you need more coffee? Do you want some more water? Do you need more punch? You know, can I grab you a dessert? Yeah. Like, why not for a day help people that are not like. Right. Getting people serving them as often. Not getting. People that are literally underserved in in so many capacities. Sure. Why not do that? And, And I got kind of angry at that young woman i hope she saw the light eventually but at one point there was a guy who was re- just the funniest and is funny funny dude and every time i walked by his table was kind of like near the station so i kept having to walk by him and he was cracking jokes and he was very funny at one point i like put my hand on his shoulder and we were talking about something he because he caught kind of misty talking about like a son that he had who died and i just i kind of put my hand on his shoulder and we had a little moment and then um, when I walked back to her, she like handed me a bottle of no. hand sanitizer. No. And I was like, what, no, what, what's the matter with you? Yeah, that's not, I, I think, like, it, don't be no. such a snob. And so I, I just said, you know, I didn't want to be mean to her. So I just said, what, you know, why, why was it important to you to volunteer today? Oh, that's a great question. Just I want to see what she'd say instead of saying, what are you doing wrong with you? What's, you know, your attitude sucks. <laughs> yeah. right? I was like, what, why was it important for you to volunteer today? That's a great question. You put it back on her in terms of to get the information from her. Right. And I wanted to ask her flatly and not in a, you know, if I would have said it defensively, she would have given me some kind of attitude. That's great. An open-ended question. It was an open-ended question. It was a neutral question. That's great. Yeah. So there's other ways to give. There's other ways, you know, there's all kinds of ways to give during this time. 
I, you're really opening my eyes to like, you know, there's there's things we can I can do, yeah, that aren't hard for me. No, <laughs> that might make a difference, and probably will make a difference. Yeah, um, I mean, you could like I don't know. I think. I mean, I, there was a group of people one summer that we had basically a 7 a.m. sandwich making party. Yeah. And then we, by lunchtime, we had hundreds of sandwiches yeah. and we were just kind of like so the, handing them out to people. The one thing I did do, I lived in, when I lived in L.A., nightmare, when I lived in Los Angeles for my 30th birthday, I was feeling kind of down and I made like 200 peanut butter and jellies on my birthday night. Mm -hmm. I was having a really rough go of it. And I thought, well, I don't even know where I got the idea. And I just went to downtown LA and handed them out. Lovely. And it helped me not feel like, oh, I'm 30, you know, all that stuff. I'm changing. Everything's, you know, and it it really helped me. So I, I, I get it. I think I don't spend enough time, um, helping others. And that's something I can change. Well, I don't think any of us do. Yeah. And I think that's we something that, that I, no one can do for me. Oh, yeah. Agreed. You know, I can change. I sort of forced your hand for Christmas time this year. Yes. We <laughs> could talk about that. We should talk about that after break, right? We should we, talk about iGrow. It's our sort of, uh, yeah, yeah. That'll be good. Which is important. It's a wonderful organization, but there's, uh, uh, you know, there's, I, I love the like, uh, you know, secret Santa stuff. I love that because it's anonymous. It's not like, for me, it's not like, look at me, I'm helping you. Aren't I great? It's like, let's just put it out into the world that we can help people. Right. And they don't have, there's no one beholden to anybody. You know what I mean? There's no like. Well, I, I've long thought that the best acts of, charity are ones done completely anonymously yep, yep. i know? agree and and it's fine to like put stuff on social media and sure you know like i have done all kind of volunteering especially in the last few months and um i mean i said i'm gonna go do this and that's why i'll be off social media but i didn't like there were some people that like live tweet yes. stuff and that's not my style it's no not it's not your style and I, I do it i think everyone has a different reason for yeah helping yeah, and there's nothing wrong. Like, if you want to put stuff like that on social media or talk about it's it, it's just not your there's jam. Nothing wrong. No, for me, it's just like it's a precious little gift. I think when you like volunteer, and you you're just dealing with you know one human being at a time. What do you need in this moment? And that's that could be food, or that could be shelter, that could be that could be moral support, medical. That could yeah, just listen. That I mean, An that ear. could be a lot of things. Yeah, and I think that's really the secret. You just have to every person you encounter, just say, what do you need right now? And if you can give it to them, you do. That's what I think. So anyway, we're going to take a break. Back in just a bit. Uh, we're still taking your Thanksgiving calls. So yeah, if you have can. like an epic Thanksgiving story you would like to tell us, please do so. Back in just a bit. Amy Youth and Jen Bosworth on 720 WGN. <music> 720 WGN. Amy Youth and Jen Bosworth filling in for Patty Vasquez. Shout out to summer of 1991 on this song. Do you remember this video? Oh, I do. Yeah. I wanted to be in this video. I Everybody thought, did. And I know, yeah. It was the same summer that, let's see, I feel like. This is Shiny Happy People. By R.E.M. Yeah. I feel like. Um, same album as Stand in the Place Where You Live. Probably. Uh, yeah. Uh, Queensryche had a big hit right then. Um, the uh the Robin Hood ballad from oh no Brian Brian Ferry no 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 no, no, no. um uh, Brian Adams Adams yeah, yeah yeah I get Ryan Adams Brian Ferry and 
Okay, Brian Adams and Brian Adams maybe, but Brian Ferry, no. That's Brian he's... Ferry is who? Some kind of new new <laughs> new wave? I don't know. We're gonna have a we're gonna do a flight of music in a okay. minute and we're gonna we're gonna settle this once and for all. Okay. Anyway, so there was the, the uh I feel like uh, there was a Queensryche song that was real Jet City Woman. Well, maybe an earlier. Ah, it, it's all it's blurry. blurry. Uh let's see. There was definitely a Van Hagar so- song at the time. Van Halen? It was Van Halen, but in the Sammy Hagar era. Oh, so you know a lot about music too. I watched like what I watched a lot of videos. Yeah, Yeah. MTV when there were videos. Yeah, now there's no videos. No, people they were so good. They were so good. And I always thought, like as a young woman interested in filmmaking, I always thought it'd be so fun to make a music video. Mm -hmm. I mean, now you can. You just have to make it for YouTube, right? But a lot of um, movie directors get started doing did. Yeah, making music videos yeah. back in the day, like Spike Jones mm-hmm. was a music video person. There's a lot of people. I like a good Moby video <laughs> with Gwen Stefani, Southside. One oh, of my yeah, favorite that was videos. A good video. It's really cool. I don't know if I have a favorite video. That's one of mine. Oh man, a favorite video. Yeah, favorite video. I love that. I love Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun. I, I loved videos as well. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that funny to think about? I mean, we used to just all sit around and watch videos for hours and hours. Hours. And hours. It was a party. And now I can't. No. If No. If I'm watching television, I am doing something else. I'm Look, either cooking or working out. I waited. I can't just sit there. For certain videos that I knew oh, were going to be yeah. premiered. Oh, yeah. So if it was like Michael Jackson or if it was Prince or if it was... Um, um, like who else would we like schedule to watch? I loved Faith No More, the band. Oh, and they yeah. had that flopping fish video that I loved. Oh yeah, that was a good song. And so they would tell you when they were gonna play a video, and I'd be like, We gotta wait. I know. We gotta wait because that video's gonna be on within oh, yeah. the hour. They'd be like, coming up yes. after the break, we're gonna listen to we're gonna hear from da 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 and then you know within the hour. Yes. So you it won't be the next the- one back. No, it'll probably be two back. Yeah. They would like space them, the real popular ones mm-hmm. with meh, Yeah. Meh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. Oh, but videos. Yeah. Videos. We're, those are a thing of the past. Except for YouTube. Well, YouTube. Now, but they're different. Are they different? Because yeah. I don't. All I watch is true crime on YouTube. So I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. All I watch is. I watched one. Yeah. I watched. It's always usually the husband. I got to be honest. It's true. Yeah. Which is sad. And also true. Um, but yeah, so, th- but like our artists like Justin Bieber and p- things like that, they still do music videos. There's a lot of dancing the young people do. <laughs> you said that like my grandma. Uh, the young people do I, the choreographies. There is a lot of, there's a lot of dancing. That's mostly what it is, is sexy dancing now in these videos. But that's been happening. Like Really? Britney Spears' first big video. Yeah. But like I remember Janet Jackson was choreographed and it was beautiful, yeah. but it wasn't so sexy. Oh, I see. There's a lot of naked women now and men, but mostly the women that are just um yeah, a lot it's of all about the dance. hips and the twerk. There you go. It's all about that. The twerk. It's all about the twerk. Even like the standing twerk, not just like the leaning over twerk. There's just a lot of, um, yeah, there's a lot of um, rear end dancing, as I like to call it. No, but but my nieces and nephew, not that they watch that, but they do watch stuff on YouTube videos to songs that they like. A lot of it is inappropriate. And I have to say, turn that off right now. Oh. Yeah. They shouldn't be watching the Bieber. I am. I'm so not the person to. I, I, there's a. I know a lot about music up until a point, and then I'm like, who's that person? Well, you should hear me in the car with my nieces. I'm like, 
I seriously, when it is like very fast pop songs, I don't understand any of the words. I'm not about the pop songs. I, I say, is this, what is, what are they saying? And then my nieces and nephew translate. And I'm like, well, that's not music. These are terrible <laughs> we've lyrics. We've turned into those people, Jen. That's what we've turned into. Oh, God. Like ripping on pop songs. Yes, when we're like, I am. What I'm, is this noise? Yes. I'm like, yeah. this is not music is the thing I say in the car all the time. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Tia. They got my, oh, Tia. They are embarrassed of me because yeah. I, I don't know what's happening. How old are they? Um, eight, 10, 13. Oh, yeah. They think I'm the biggest dork. And guess what? They're right. I can't even argue with them. I'm like, you are right. I don't know what's going on. Oh, dear. But yeah, we've turned into that, right? Because now yeah. we're like... Now I'm like singing along to jingles of of radio <laughs> songs. There are some good jingles on this station. There are great jingles, but I mean, that's, you know, it's weird when I'm... That's the music that I'm... Well, I recall the, the day that there was like a... Um, it was a classic rock station. I was driving. I was on a road trip. So I, I was in a market where I don't live and just kind of flipping radio channels. And they were like, classic rock station, the oldies lunch break. No, please tell me. And it was like a noontime show. And they're like, we're kicking off the oldies, the classic rock oldies hour with Jump by Van Halen. I was like, get out of here with that. That's not oldies. No, oldies to me is like, what would it be? Like, um... La Bamba or like of yeah. that era. Sure. Uh, something the like Big Bopper. Buddy Holly. <laughs> right. <sighs> right. But I think that is considered but then early like, rock and roll now. R- right. Because like there was an oldie station in the market where I grew up and they were playing Elvis. And I remember my dad being like, oldies? Come on. Like he felt that what way. What did he him. think? It was like a gramophone would be oldie? <laughs> I was like, what would you put on there? Like, like I don't know. Silent movie Cole Porter? I don't know <laughs> I don't know Beethoven What's going on? <laughs> my dad oh my god yeah he'd be like all right that's enough um yeah I don't know so I don't either I mean we all are gonna do that right because music's always gonna be geared towards the young people is that true I guess or is it that pop music is pop music has gotten no it can't be it can't be getting worse because that's only my opinion because I'm getting older right Absolutely, because let's look at some of the terrible crap that was pop music when we were growing up. Don't you mess with New Edition. Don't oh, you? I'm not going to no, touch new, new Edition. edition but like, what? I'm going to go, let's go with Informer by Snow. Oh. <laughs> that was another one. My, terrible My mom song. said, what is that? Because he would, that's the one. And my mom would say, what is that? Right. And I would say, mom, this is good. This is awesome. Yeah. Snow. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a no. <laughs> Not snow. No. So see, there's there's that. There's that. So we're getting old. This is the bottom line. That's I'll speak what? for myself. I'm getting old and, and I'm... Um... And, and we are peers. So yes. Okay. You're old too. <laughs> it's true. It's a thing that's happening. We're going to go to break. We're going to get you news. All those good things. Back in just a bit. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth on 720 WGN. We built this city. We built this city. Speaking of pop songs from the Wayback Machine, <laughs> we had to bring this in back. Oh, Jen's going to sing for us. Remember this crazy video? This is when like some effects oh, first started bad. happening. It is. But at the time, it was so awesome. <laughs> this is bad. This is from the, There's is only from one the... way to dance to this, and it's like the 
step and step. Selene like, from yeah, Seinfeld. Totally. Is this, was this from the movie Mannequin? No, that was a different. Oh, it, it might have been. Era. No, there was a different song. Oh my God, this is terrible. It's, it's bad. But at the time, man, it was cool. Now, well, and it was like, it was made worse by what? Starship is the evolution of Jefferson Airplane. And do you know that evolved into this? They recently, I kid you not, maybe a couple of years ago, played in Three Oaks, Michigan. No. Yeah. Three Oaks. I don't even know what that is. That's exactly. I'm, I'm not good on my Michigan geography. Yeah, there's a lot say. going on in Michigan. I mean, it's a big, it's a big state. I, I've driven through it yeah. once to get into Canada. That's really yeah. all I know. No, about. I I've been um to to I've been up north. Sure. And uh but Three Oaks is like um two hours away. It's like um New Buffalo, all that uh it's like a hip yeah. Okay. Really sort of sweet swanky. Oh, so it's cool. It is cool. Okay. But if you're not that there's anything wrong with Three Oaks, but if you're Jefferson Starship, is that his name? Starplane? What is the band? <laughs> Jefferson Airplane that became Starship. Okay, great. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. To go from arenas sure. to the Three Oaks? Well, I think even more than arenas. Like like such a an iconic player in that era of rock in the 70s. Yes. Yes. Not just not just the venues they played, but the, the culture. You know, people were so into... What's her name? Grace... Slick. Yeah. Gracie Slick. Slick. And I feel like, I, I would need to go back and reread this, but in David Crosby's autobiography, yes. I really enjoy the okay. biography and autobiography genre um, and memoir and all that kind of stuff. Um, but in his book, it is, a, it is a tell-all of who did what drugs where. Really? It's a fascinating book because it opens with his um, medical intake report as he's going to prison. What did like, he go to prison for? Oh, drugs and oh. weapons and junk like that. So he, um, and it was really kind of a big thing. Like there was a standoff in his home that was like on oh, the news at the time. coming back to me. Yeah. So it opens with like, this is the medical report because he, he was in physically such terrible shape. Because of drugs? Yeah. Okay. And, and then he kind of backtracks and starts talking about his childhood all the way up to stardom and all this stuff and this major loss he had when his partner died mm-hmm. and she was killed in a car crash and you know all this stuff so um but at one point he has a boat he's really into sailing and he they're trying to sail from florida down through the panama canal and then up to this to the golden gate bridge to dump the dead girlfriend's ashes Oh, I thought you were going to say dump the dead girlfriend. No, 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 her ashes. Okay. To scatter them. I watch and a lot of true crime. You okay. really do. And, um, and, but like in that process, he's got all these, all these, it's the 70s and he's got, I think early 70s, he's got all these rock stars on the boat with him and he's talking about like all of the massive drugs that were oh on, like gosh. you sailed from Florida through the Panama Canal to California with an unbelievable amount of cocaine on your boat is what you did. Oh my gosh. And and he's naming names. I mean, he was talking about like people did the. It was. It, I mean, it's a fascinating book. And I don't. I don't know that anyone came out and said, "Yeah, that didn't happen." I think people were just like, "Yeah, maybe don't. Uh, maybe don't put my business in the in the ocean." Yeah, maybe you don't know, like, don't tell people about that time I did blow off of a boat. <laughs> you know, it was like that. I could really. Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of a scandalous book. But but uh, I do recall. I don't think that particular boat trip, but I think he was doing some partying with the fine people of Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, I think they par- par- did some partaking in uh, yeah. narcotics. 
I mean, it was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> but so that all, you know, that being said, that song is terrible. But <laughs> all that is to say. <laughs> but that song is terrible. But when we were going, we were going over this this list. Well, because we were talking about like how we think some pop music now is kind of trash and, and he, how our parents thought. Okay. But here's the thing. That we were going through the list. Point. And we thought all these songs were awesome. And I, here's the thing. I still do. I like am defending them and they're the worst songs ever written. Okay. So this is a list from um, Ranker.com. Okay. And so there's people have voted on it of the worst songs of the 80s. Hanging Tough, New Kids on the Block. I agree. Terrible. I, agree. I don't, I didn't get into any of the boy bands. Party All the Time, Eddie Murphy. That's a fun song. It's a fun song. It's, a fun it's song. Eddie Murphy. Don't Worry, Be Happy, Bobby McFerrin. That's terrible. Because it says, you can't pay your rent, it's okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's a big deal. You're you going to go to jail. <laughs> don't you won't go to jail. Well, you just I mean, get evicted. you'll be evicted. Um, that's What Friends Are For by Stevie Wonder and Gladys Knight. I like that song. Keep smiling. Cheesy, Keep shining. Susudio, Phil Collins. That's a terrible that's a song, song and it's not English. <laughs> so what? But There's plenty of awesome songs okay, in English. But he, But it's a made up word. Probably. Okay. Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. I like the George Rest Michael. in peace, George Michael. Yeah. Uh, Blame It on the Rain, Millie Vanilli. My Prerogative, Bobby Brown. That's a good song. Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car by Billy, Billy Ocean. Ocean. That's not a good song. Don't don't rip on Billy Ocean. Okay, but that song, Get Out of My Dreams, Into My Car? You couldn't have come up with anything better? Let's go <laughs> I mean, on a spaceship the message to Mars? <laughs> be better. The message is not a good one. It, no. it doesn't hold. Um, doesn't hold. <laughs> Doesn't hold it doesn't hold up. I just called to say I love you by Stevie Wonder. I like that song. I, Stevie Wonder can do no wrong to People me. People hate the Stevie Wonder in the eighties, but I like it. I have great memories. Cherry Pie by Warrant. Okay, That's, that that is a terrible <laughs> song. That song is just should not exist. Uh I've seen Warrant live. No. Yeah. I On have. purpose? Well, Were I had I had a friend that used to do merchandising for concerts. And so she would travel with a band for a while, get the vendors going, and then she'd go to another tour. And so every time she came through any city where I was living, she she would hook me up with tickets. And so I saw lots of bands that I wouldn't have necessarily like okay, purchased sure. the tickets for. But I was like, I'll go to that show. So I saw um, through the course of uh, maybe a year and a half, I saw Warrant. Um, L.A. Guns. What is that? White Snake, Rat, Poison, like all the kind of bands from that. Cinderella, hair bands, the hair bands. Yeah, all the hair bands. Uh, Cinderella, Foreigner, like a lot of bands, all in this one span of time. But but all not in their heyday time, like all much later. So that this was so depressing. This was all kind of in the mid late nineties when this was happening. Horrifying. Some of them were. What, Foreigner has changed the music a little bit because some of those notes can no, no longer be hit. That's what I'm saying. Let's go back to our list. Okay. Um, physical, Olivia Newton-John. Fine song. A fine song with leg warmers and leotards in the video. And a sweet headband. Great video. Uh, Together Forever, Rick Astley. Don't even know that song. Because he gets all the play with that other song. Lady in Red? No, he oh. gets Never Gonna Give else. You Up. That's the one people Rick yes. roll all the time. Uh, let's see. Every Rose Has Its Thorn by the aforementioned Poison. I love Poison. that song. It's a beautiful love ballad. <sighs> Toy Soldier by Martika. I love that. This is a bad sign. I know that we, we are still let, like, these are good. defending the worst songs of the 80s. <laughs> and announcing it to listeners. <laughs> That's the problem. We're admitting it fully. Are we alone in this? Probably. Uh, who's that girl? But uh, let's see. Madonna. Madonna. That's like a virgin. Madonna. That's a bad. These are considered the um, a millennial wrote this. 
Let's hear it for the... No, no. These are people have voted on this. They're 20-somethings have voted Maybe. on this. Let's hear it for the boy, Denise liked, Williams. That's a great thing. That. I always con- confuse that with another song. But. Rock Me Amadeus by Falco. <sighs> I'm on the fence. That's an awesome song. Amadeus, Amadeus. Especially like the break, like the bridge where the woman is singing. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. That song is so awesome. Okay. I'm going to be on the fence, but okay. Dude. I really support your love of Amadeus. Rock me, Amadeus. Not that's a Amadeus great song. Movie. Walk the dinosaur. Never heard of this. No, that that is not a good song. By was not walk was. like an Egyptian. Oh, oh, that's not even on the list because it's a fine song. Um, oh, say you say me. That song is from White Knights, and that is a beautiful ballad. That's a beautiful song, and that's a good movie. Mostly because Brishnikov didn't have on a shirt, and so he's <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, and then he he's a creep now, right? Or he no. became a creep? Did he? I don't know. He was married to Jessica Lange. That's right. Oh, man. That's right. She married him and Sam Shepard. That's like something special. Anyway. Domino Dancing by Pet Shop Boys. That's a great song. Pet Shop Boys are amazing. Yeah. Don't even put that on there. I'll Tumble for You, Culture Club. Get that off this list. Wait a minute. That album is a genius So album. good. I know. I know. I had the LP. Right now, producer Joey is laughing at us so hard. He's like, you old ladies listing off your old lady music is what he's doing. I, I just uh, yeah. I, I can't I can't believe how much you're disagreeing with it. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I just think it's funny. Is garbage. Come on, putting on the Ritz. That's a great song. Okay, that song <laughs> might have just yeah. I'm agreeing with that. I remember that song. Dun, 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 That's dun, a beautiful dun. ballad. It Dude. is a beautiful ballad, but he's laughing at he's us. Well, it's true. I'm still kind of worried that you don't like the Falco song. The Rock, Rock Me, me Amadeus. Amadeus. It's a great song. It's, the, it's, it's so ridiculous. Simple. It's just the same thing. Amadeus, Amadeus, Rock That's Me, Amadeus. That's all you need. Oh, my God. I don't want <laughs> him to rock me. I want him to stay Amadeus. <laughs> We didn't start the fire that by Billy Joel. No, that's a ridiculous. It's song. It's like a rap song. What? <laughs> what? Rap? I mean, he's kind of. We didn't start the fire. He's making a list very fast. Isn't that? He's making a list. You're not rapping. You're he's right. not. He's throwing down the rhymes. Oh my god! <laughs> Somebody help me. <laughs> <laughs> Too shy. Too shy. Shy. Kajagugu. Hush. Hush. And remember, like something. the um, the lead singer Lamal was really kind of a diva and flipped out and tried to have a solo career. I know. I was following that really carefully. Yeah, you really were reporting on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. That's a great song. Yeah, that's a good song. More than words by Extreme. Ain't nothing wrong with that song. Well, yeah. Lost in Your Eyes by Debbie Gibson. I don't know that song. You don't? Yeah. Oh man. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. St. Elmo's Fire from that. That's a fine song. Yeah. Anyway, so here's the point. We're getting callers and they're like, why are, are they you just listing yeah. songs? I'm the, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. That's okay. We're, we stopped with the list, but I'm going to okay. tell It's you just something. a list from, uh, it's like a voting site called Ranker.com. Yeah. And where people can vote on a list of anything. I mean, the, it's a rock and playlist. It that's, is a That's rock, what it is. It's it is a, a rock and, and playlist. I, I wouldn't say rocking. It is nostalgic. I am really um, concerned that history is repeating itself. Maybe it always does with a generation thinking the generation below is there's not good music. That extends beyond music. It does. Right. Yeah. It definitely does. Because it's clothing. Al- it's always like clothing, manners, so it's culture, intelligence. I think that's 
every generation thinks the one right after it is completely full of it. Right. Totally useless. Right. Totally clueless. Can't do anything. I just think that's what, like, boomers thought that of us, Gen Xers. Yes. And we think that of the, is the next generation the millennial? Then millennial. And then after that, they don't really have a name yet. They're kind of being called the Generation Z, which is after millennials. The problem with um, the way people, like, particularly in marketing, talk about millennials, here's the thing. They forgot that they got older. So people are use the word millennial to talk about 20-somethings. Millennials are 35. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like the Generation Z can buy liquor now. Oh, man. Like okay. they're, they're in college and getting out. of Generation Z is starting. They're not out of college yet, but they're almost. Right. So millennials are, are in their mid-30s now. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So people are still saying like, oh, those millennials yeah. are. They're we're so stuck. Young. Right. We don't know what we're talking about. Right. And I hear like a lot of business right. buzzword kind of in marketing speak talking about like the millennials. They've just gotten out of college. I was like, no, millennials are on their it's second become, kid. You know what? Millennials become like a catchphrase well, for, I think does. for everybody that is younger than 40. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like all these millennials. And here's the thing. Not all. And they get they're getting a bad. I mean, I think they get a bad rap. I I think just like any generation, there are people that don't know what's happening and there are people that do and that are, you know, I just gonna sound like a senior citizen, which is fine, but I'm not like on the level, I was going to say, but saying on the level doesn't help. No, but yes, but I, I'm not going to bash millennials. All right. I'm just not going to do it because we were bashed once. Gen Xers? I don't know. No, I think the boomers were too busy. And that's why Gen Xers are so, um, like, we're so closed off and independent to a to a fault. fault yeah. Where we cannot connect with the other human beings yeah. socially and emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why. Right. Oh. So I think that, like, because we were the first of, like, the latchkey kids and the, you yeah, know, like, did, not, to, every, not blaming them. I'm just yeah. saying, like, there was a big culture shift at that moment. Yeah. And so I think there was a lot of, like... Look how independent my kid was. Like, right. I know my parents were I was like, a latchkey kid. I, I, I wasn't really because we lived next door to yeah. the restaurant. But like, um, it was definitely like a point of pride to my parents how independent I was. Yes, mine too. Yeah. Look, at she does all this by herself. She can do this. She comes home. She goes, walks to school. You know, all she that doesn't stuff. need us for anything. Right. She's her own person. I was like eight. I'm like, me too. Me too. Like she's working the stock market. She's nine. She's, you know, she's being a lawyer. She's going to school for being a lawyer. She's 10. <laughs> Did you, when you played um, like make-believe stuff when you were a kid, yeah. what was the game? Was it? I had an imaginary friend, um, Sally from Columbia. Sure. But like, it came to my attention recently that there's a lot of people, like I never really played house. Right. I always played like some kind of business or an adventure or sure. something. And that a lot of my friends were the same. So Interesting. I'm curious if you were no, were you a house? I was not a playing a house. I I was in the dirt. Like oh, yeah. we did mud pies and stuff like that. Um we did mud pies. I we we had a field across from our house like in a well, let's be honest, it was an abandoned lot. Hey, whatever. And it, and there was like Different stocks times. growing and we used to go in there and play like explorers and stuff like yeah. that. That's oh man, what we did. that kind of stuff was yeah. awesome. That, yeah, like we had woods by our yes. house. And now? No. I'm like my parents let me just 
play in the woods. Yeah. We oh for all hours. I was like nine. It right. was as long as you were home by dinner. That was all. Right. It was a different time. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come back in just a bit. Here, yeah. Amy Guth, Jen Bosworth, in for Patty Vasquez here on seven twenty WGN. <laughs> 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. And we're playing a song that we were just talking about. We were just reading a list uh, where a lot of people had voted on the worst songs of the 80s. And and Jen B., who is my very good friend in real life, not yes. just on the radio, and I disagreed passionately about the song that you just heard. It is Rock Me Amadeus by Falco. Yes. I, I would say that song is awesome. it's not good. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to fight about we're a song a that's like... We're never going to talk to each other again. Decades old yeah. over Falco. I'm going to start emailing you the video in a secret way that I'll be like, oh, Jen, I read this piece. Like every day. You should read this story. We should talk about that on the radio next time. You're going to click on it. And it's going to be the Falco video. Boom. Anyway. Hi, Susan. You're on WGN. You know, we were talking about millennials a little bit ago. You have a comment about millennials? Uh, yeah. Um, more in like reference to the music. I think as time goes by, you know, whether there's war, during war, after war, during a recession or depression, the music changes. Mm. And I think I kind of compare the 80s that the millennials, you know, that the, they're picking on us for the 80s. But uh, the 80s, I kind of compare to the, uh, the roaring 20s, where it was just kind of like crazy, silly, have fun, you know, simple, keep it simple. Yes. And um, the economy was bad. In the 70s, it was a lot of, like, we even had the band called War. Yeah. And everything was, like, more serious. It was, like, rock and roll. And, you know, it was after the Vietnam War. And, you know, where when I was in school in the 70s, we were wondering who's next. You know, like, the classes before us went to, to Vietnam. And then, you know, we just had the different kind of music. And I, I kid with my kids. I tell them I'm a child of the 70s, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have a son that's a millennial, but, um, but I mean, it's easy for millennials to look at our music and pick on it, but yeah, something was going on when that music happened, and it was fun. Yeah. And um, we had more discotheque stuff going on. It was just like, I think we were even healthier then because we danced more, you know, I mean. We moved. Just, yeah, you moved. And um, my son, um, he loved um, the Cherry Pie song by Warren. <laughs> nice. <because laughs> my daughter's name is Sarah, and he changed Cherry to Sarah, and he sang, She's My Sarah Pie. Oh, he made it nicer. <laughs> he made it sweet. Sweet. <laughs> so, you know, we have attachments to some of this music, you know. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, so I'm just looking at it like in history as times change. And so... Yeah. Um, We'll see what happens. You know, it'll probably roll around again and we'll get some cheesy, light music. Right. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point, right? That that it that it is really reflective of what's happening. And sometimes when there are really intense times, music kind of needs to be intense right back and and reflect that creatively. And when things right. after an intense time, things need to be kind of light and ridiculous. And and I think that's a really interesting comparison. The 80s and the 20s. That's a really good. One. Well, thanks so much for the call, Susan. Happy Thanksgiving to you. You're welcome. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. All right. We are going to take a little break, get you to news, all that good stuff. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez back in just a bit on 720 WGN. <music> 720 WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. 
Hello, everybody. We are not used to being up at this hour, and that's fine. We're yeah, starting to get fine. punchy, but it's fine. We're getting punchy. It's fine. I um, When talking- we do a couple shows in a row, that's when we like get in the in- habit yeah. of this hour. But It's a hard hour. By nature, I'm an early bird. You are? Yeah. Oh. So, I, I mean, I, well, I'm both. I'm a night owl, too. But I like to get up early and like seize the day and do the things. Yeah, I agree. Which I did this morning. Speaking of seizing the day. Oh boy! No, this is uh, this is another question I had for you. I, oh. I I know that you sometimes, for organizations that you really um, like and, mm-hmm. and and love, even I would say, um, you've done some uh, like host emceeing of oh, things, yeah. like film festival panels. I love doing panels. Panels you love, yeah. Um, but here's the thing: when you do that, I'm a, I'm an actor, and mm-hmm. I but it's a different thing to emcee. So when you go into emcee an event or be on a panel for an event, do you get nervous? Because I see from the Instagrams, you do a lot of that. Yeah. Do you get nervous before? Because this is why I ask. Acting, saying other people's words, great. I don't get nervous in some ways. But hosting, because it's sort of you, but not you. And I see that. My question is, before you emcee important events, because you said also you were emceeing something and the marriage proposal happened and all that. Right. So that leads me to ask you, do you get nervous when you're emceeing when it's you but not, you know, does it feel like you just up there? Yeah, it just feels wow. like me up there in a sparkly or in this case, um, velvety dress. Okay. Uh, no, I don't get nervous. You just go with the flow. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there was a point where I was, this particular organization called I Grow Chicago, I really love them, and I was really excited that they asked me to do that. And I I love them all year long, not just when I'm emceeing, and, and you know, and I've, I've had a couple people from I Grow on the show, like you and I have yes, somebody. Yes, it's on, a great organization. It's a great organization. So when they asked me to emcee, I was very excited to, you know, to volunteer to do so. And... um I, they they said at the beginning, you know, would you like to say a few words about why you like the organization? And I wanted to do it justice. And so I wasn't nervous, but I really wanted to make sure that I did that right and well. Do you prepare, like, do you, do you plan out what you're going to say? I mean, it takes a special, I, I'm going to say, I just admire people that do a great job emceeing and hosting and paneling things because it's not easy and you are representing an organization that you care deeply about. So did you prepare everything? Well, I knew what I wanted to say. Okay. I knew kind of the gist of what I wanted to say. And I, I, I have found, um, I don't like to prepare remarks too much because I think it doesn't sound natural and and authentic then I would like it to be kind of off the cuff um as for panels I do not prepare at all like if I don't know it by then uh, if I don't know it they wouldn't have asked me to be on the panel interesting you know so what kind of panels are you on well um last Tuesday I was on a panel for take the lead day so there was which is super cool if you go look up the hashtag Take, take the lead. Take the lead day. Okay. Um, it was 15 countries, 90 cities, 200 events around the world, all doing a different conversations around women and leadership. Wow. It was very cool. So the one in Chicago was about gender discrimination in the tech sector. And so we had um, we had a lawyer who deals with sexual harassment in corporate settings. We had... Um, um, a psychiatrist and psychologist she was on. And then we had someone from the uh, technology game development sector. And then I was representing media and journalism. And we had a great conversation. And what was very cool about that event is most of the audience was male. 
it was young guys in the tech field and I was, and there was kind of a reception before and after. And I was talking to a lot of people and I would just walk up to strangers and say, what made you want to come to this tonight? And a lot of the guys said, you know, I just want to listen. I I don't want to talk. I don't want to insert my opinions. I really just want to hear because I, I'm seeing all these headlines. I'm seeing women I know and care about saying, me too and saying sharing their stories and it's I had no idea it was this bad and I just want to listen and learn how to be better in the workplace that and make sure I'm not so doing, much hope. I know I was I was thrilled to hear that that it wasn't um that they weren't like I'm gonna give my two cents about why I'm gonna help yeah or yeah, I'm gonna fix it yeah there was one moment that I um I keep thinking about and that was um just kind of the difference in uh, the way I don't know if it's the way men and women are socialized or have the power of just a single word sometimes. But there was a woman who was asking about, um, you know, particular like smaller things that are actually a really big deal, but seem small at the time. Like if you give a point in a meeting and and then maybe a guy gives the same point later, but everybody agrees with him. Like sure. your point didn't, it makes you feel invisible. It makes you feel bad. Um, it makes you feel terrible. It makes you feel terrible. It's happens. To, it's happened to me many times. Um, so she was asking, you know, she asked me how, how would I suggest she deal with that? And, um, you know, I was giving her, I said, here's, you know, five or six things I have done in mm-hmm. my career. And I was explaining those. And, there was a guy sitting near her. He said something like, oh, I say, when that happens to in my workplace, I say, hey, man, let her talk. I step in. Oh. And some of the other guys were like, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's cool. You're being a good ally. And I, and I stopped him and I said, you are, but I want to I, I wanna make a little, little like I, a, plant an idea. Okay. And if it works for you, I hope that you'll consider taking it as, as something, as a practice. I want to talk about the word let. Oh, and he was like, what do you mean? I said, well, you said, I say, hey, man, let her talk. And he was like, yeah, I'm saying let her. And I said, the word let says that you are still the the powerful, most powerful person. It's in the like room. the king saying, let the joke jester speak. Yeah. And, and he was like, I don't I don't get it. And I said, well, well, let's say, um, hey, man, let her speak versus hey, man, she was talking. Oh, like, much more powerful, actually. The much more powerful and a lot more egalitarian. Right. Like there's much more equality and you are my peer. Right. And I respect you as a human being as an equal, as opposed to let, letting her talk, saying, I, I'm going to let her talk or I'm going to let you have the floor says, I have the floor. And he wasn't and even I talking. And I might let you. Ha- right. He wasn't even the one talking. And, and it's subtle. And I'm sure there's people listening going like, oh, that's ridiculous. But I'm telling you, little things like that matter. The death well, even, by a thousand cuts is very real in the Even workplace. when you said it, when you said the first versus the second, you know, man, let her speak versus she was talking. One is just, it feels like the second one, she was talking. It's true. Yeah. It's just a fact. Right. And it's also, it feels really grounded versus... Um, a personal, yeah, like a, like a, There's I'm a giving her snipey. permission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to me how, and I, I, you know, I wanted to ask about the seeing because also this comes up in panels and things like you have to sort of confront people or, yeah. or guide discussions in a way that is inclusive to the audience, but also, you know, you know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> usually you're there on a panel to, to share some degree of expertise or an experience that you've had. And to teach people something or to give your perspective 
that they may not have or something like that. So usually, like I do a lot of panels representing the broadcast or the journalism piece or publishing or something like that. And that's a lot of times like, um, like just the other day I was speaking to some students at Harold Washington College, and um, which I love doing. I love talking to, to young people. And uh, we had a great conversation all about media literacy and um, credible sources and and what's really at stake, what the fourth estate means and why it matters. And I thought we had a really good conversation about That's so and kind of the different roles in a newsroom, like the difference between an anchor and like a news anchor, a reporter and a host. Yes, we've we've talked about that right. before. And I I love to ask you questions because it's something that I don't know about. I'm not trained in, but it's the tools that you just sort of demonstrated when you were talking to this man will help me in because in theater, we have a lot of post-show discussions, mm. which is why I, I sort of brought this up in terms of my own life, was um, we have a lot of post-show discussions. Like with the audience? Yes. Oh. And they will do things like, and, and I don't even know if they're conscious of it, direct all the questions to the male actors or um, ask a, another male actor what my character was thinking. What? <laughs> I mean, they don't even, it's in these subtle little ways. Isn't that funny? And so I sort of find and myself stuck as to how to address it without turning the whole discussion yeah. into Jen is mad. Or, or turning the audience against you. Right. So I think, I think humor sometimes can mm. do it. Like, I think if I were, if I were in that setting, I would be like, well, I could answer that since I was that character. Oh, see, and then, then you'll good, get a laugh. Yeah, I get nervous and I then I get angry and then I just shut down. Oh. I'm going to learn. I'm learning from Goose. This is a section <laughs> called Learning from Goose. But, <laughs> but it's true. Oh, I do have questions about that. There. <laughs> there's a lot of responsibility there. there. Is. We're going to take a break is what we're going to do. And we're going to come back. And then in a little bit, we're going to turn things over to uh, Mark Carmen, who is Carmen. in for Nick DiGilio tonight. Okay. So we'll chat with him, I suppose. I, I assume he'll be in here in a moment. Yeah, I hope so. Here's his warning. Mark, you should come here and do crosstalk <laughs> with us before the hour runs out. That's for sure. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Back in just a bit. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez here on 720 WGN. <music> 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. I got to say, Jen, this time of year, Michigan Avenue is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And there's there's uh, the lights. It's so pretty. It is. The, uh, the city of Chicago does a great job on this. Is it the city or is it the individual buildings? That's my question. I kind of thought it was like the Mag Mile Association, but I actually have no idea. That's good. We I'm going to look it up. That is a fact we can go check and find we out. We can. But it's very beautiful and very festive. I mean, it just looks like uh, Chicago is a beautiful city all it the is. time. But but like this time of year is so pretty and all the twinkly lights. And then we've got over here. Okay. So what, where the wagon was. Pioneer Court has so lots of things. Pioneer Court has different. It's almost exhibitions. They had the <laughs> the radio uh, flyer, radio flyer. Well, then there was Abe Lincoln and every Lincoln. Man. Is that still there? No, no he's gone. they moved. Okay. So now we have this huge tree. A Christmas tree, I think. Holiday tree, whatever you want to call Say it. Say Christmas, Christmas tree. Christmas tree. It's what There's it no other holiday that has a decorated tree. Good point, Goose. Good call point. Call it what it is. Okay. My a, people don't have trees. It's a big tree. For things. And it's a Christmas tree. And anyway, it is lit with a, I was going to say, it would be like a jelly bean contest to get the fact of facts together about how many lights are on that tree. 
It is, I would say... Is crap ton an acceptable answer? No. Okay. I don't know what... That's a crap ton? Yeah, a crap ton. Yeah, that is acceptable. But it's probably not the numeric value that I'm looking for. I think, I would say... 500,000 lights. Does that sound crazy? I don't know. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Every... (laughs) Price is right. You're going for the I'm gonna go one the cent. Yeah. Um, Pioneer Court, if you haven't been, come visit because it, it this tree is gorgeous. Did you go to the, there was a tree, there was a tree lighting ceremony, not this tree, but uh, Daily Plaza last weekend. It was supposedly beautiful. I did not attend. No, you did not. But I saw a lot of it on Instagram and it looked very pretty. It looked very pretty. I mean, look, not my holiday, but it's a very beautiful one. Yes. Yes. Like, I don't necessarily go to Christmas stuff, because again, not my holiday, but it's a lovely one. Like, I have nothing against the decorations. I appreciate them, because they're much prettier than our decorations, (laughs) which is like the little, hey, wait, we need to get that out. WGN owns a little light up menorah. Yes, we do. It's probably in the file cabinet in there. We'll put it up. We'll put it up. At the appropriate time. At the appropriate time. Yeah, it's not. When is Hanukkah? This year is kind of late. It's I think. later. Mm-hmm. So Michigan Avenue is gorgeous it, it, during this time of year, always. But I particularly like what's going on in our lobby. Beautiful planters with these beautiful lights. And that's a public lobby. People can come in and take a look oh, at that. Tribune Tower. Tribune Tower. The lobby. Come check it out. I love how that lobby, our lobby, is open to the public. Because there's a lot of buildings downtown Chicago where you can't go in the building. They won't right. kick you right out. Not sure. here. I mean, yeah. I don't know about now. This hour. No, you can, yeah, I think you can do it. Anybody can walk in. 24-7. Security will keep an eye on you. Right. But they're yeah, not going to let you yeah, set so, up a- So Tribune Tower had um, really elaborate, a uh, big Christmas tree. It was always blue and white, the Tribune colors. Um, this very beautiful tree, lots of decorations, a lot of stuff on the front, all this pretty stuff. It's a little simplified this year and it's not a tree. There's like two planters Huge. with some kind of- winter it's branches it's very pretty gorgeous I think, yeah i think it's very beautiful the lighting the way it hits the lights of the lobby it's just come down here and, and take a look because it, really it's there's a lot of care that goes into that um but anyway so we have this pioneer court has this and also you can come by the window come by the fishbowl and you can see the tree time decorations there's a lot of them and they're just it's just fabulous the way they've i mean a lot of care goes into this this is, I mean, I think, too, we're getting the better side of it because oh. all the decorations are facing us. We need to go see what they... I mean, they're pretty from outside, but they look much prettier. Oh. The hosts get the very... the best view. I mean, the we tree... We do. You're right. The tree you can see. We're going to... When we're finished, we're going to take like our... We're going to take a little... A by little. the tree portrait is what we're going to do. Okay. We're gonna, we will? Yeah. Okay. That's what we're do. And we found a, a Santa hat. There's, I don't know who, who, who had it, who wore it. I'm going to guess that belongs to Steve Cochran. You think, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I may have seen him wearing, I don't know if it's this particular hat, but I know that he's fond of these hats um, in pictures. I've seen him wearing yep. a Santa hat. Um, so anyway, I would like to, um, as we get, because we're going to have a stretch of shows, I, I propose I'm going to dress up uh, like an elf for each one. <laughs> I'm going to wear the pointy shoes. You know, no one can see us on the radio. Oh, that's a good point. But no, you do you. Maybe for my means. own perfect per- yeah. personal um, Christmas time tradition. Well, I'm looking for traditions. Well, it's going to be, a couple of them are going to be like overnight, like yeah. 2 to 5 a.m. 
and I'm planning on wearing jammies. I was going to say, maybe we could wear Christmas pajamas. Oh, I, you're I not going to do. I, I might buy you some. And Target has a sale. They have some really sweet dreidel jammies that I've had my eye on, and that, that would be a perfect occasion okay. to get them. So we could do that. That could be part of our thing, is that we're wearing <laughs> festive onesies. I'm not. Oh, no, 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 no. Jammies, oh. but not onesies. I might go for a onesie, except the problem with the onesies is the feet get so hot. So I may not do that. You're not going for a onesie? No okay. way. No way. Okay. Think about when, okay, as a radio host, there is the reality that sometimes you have to dart out of here. Yes, I understand. When, to you, the when you have to tinkle yes. and you have to go very quickly and run right back in here. If you've got a one piece onesie. You make a valid point. Goof. That's a process. You make a valid point. There's no run in there. All right. Well, all right. You make a valid point. Plus, it's probably a thousand degrees going to be wearing Also, that. hot feet are the worst thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to scratch the onesie idea. <laughs> I'm going to go for a two two piece um, traditional, just some jammies, okay. button up. That's top, what we're going to do. But it bottoms. has to be festive. Yeah, we're going to find some festive. That's against the rules. Weird. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like those lazy asses yeah, wearing their jammies yeah. to work. No, no, we need a festive theme, and I'm going to have a hat. Yeah. So that that's... seems like a totally reasonable thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tonight, uh, Mark Carmen is in for Nick DiGiulio. So we're going to. Uh, we're going to turn things over to him in a bit. He's busy getting ready, all that stuff. Okay. Um, but we're going to take a break okay. here in a moment before we do that. Always a pleasure. Always Jendi. a pleasure. Thank you for listening, everybody. It flies by. It does fly we by. We just sit here and talk about whatever comes out of our mouths. Yeah. And, it, and the time flies by. Let's... Have yourselves a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yep. You too, Jen B. You too. I am thankful for you. I am thankful for you. Thankful to know you, lady. Yep. All right. That does it for us. We're going to take a break. We're going to get you to news, turn things over to Mark Carmen, all that good stuff. Back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. That does it for us. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth here in for Patty Vasquez. We will see you next time. We're back on Saturday morning. Is we are. We are back uh, 10 a.m. on Saturday. We're filling in for John Williams. John Williams. So we'll see you then, everybody. This is 720 WGN Chicago.